you didn't wake up this morning and think, gee, I wonder if there are things I don't know about pencils, but would like to. Turns out that this topic was actually like an on this day for earlier this week because in 1866, a type of pencil that I did not realize existed was patented by one Edson P. Clark in Massachusetts. Good old New England boy, yeah. First of all, as a writer, I think about writing utensils a great deal more than the average person, at least I would assume. And I happen to think that the history of pencils in general would be quite riveting. However, I am not proposing that we go quite that deep because I realize that it may be a little bit of a niche topic and that is kind of the whole point of this show, but still. This particular part of pencil history, I will say, is quite fascinating, even I wager to those of you who do not have a strict and deep-seated preference for or thoughts about writing implements. Researching this episode, though, I found myself continuously delighted to think that the pencil has a history at all, let alone such an illustrious one. Tis such a long history that the design has changed enough so that there's kind of an entire subset of pencils that would fall into the category of no longer in use or totally obsolete or pencil relics, which is where you will find the copying pencil, more fancily known as the indelible pencil. Now, as long as we've been writing stuff down, I'm guessing we've been innovating ways to make copies, because, you know, maybe we'll lose the original document, or someone else will want one, and it's kind of a bitch to have to handwrite a bajillion copies of the same list of poisonous plants on our land, which we've determined are poisonous through mainly trial and error. Nowadays, we take for granted that things like Xerox machines exist, if we're still writing anything at all on paper. And even then, we'd most likely just snap a picture of it and then share it that way, or convert it to a PDF and print it out. But of all those methods, even the now somewhat outdated Xerox photocopier are fairly new inventions. In the 1870s, a specific writing utensil was introduced as being well-suited to the task of making copies by hand, and they were marketed primarily to people who ran businesses and would appreciate being able to, say, give a customer a record of a transaction in writing whilst also having the original, identical, and definitely not forged in any way copy for their own records. Now, the copying pencil wasn't a regular pencil. It was a cool pencil. Although it looked pretty much the same as a familiar lead-tipped pencil, these indelible pencils were sort of cut with a special die that would allow for their magic which basically worked something like this. You could write out receipt for a customer who has just purchased some feed from your general store. You write it using the copying pencil and then lay a somewhat moist piece of paper, think like tracing paper, over your original document. Then you'd kind of put some pressure on it with a special press, which I'm guessing was marketed as part of a set that came with this fancy-ass pencil. When you lifted it up, there would be a copy of what you'd written, sort of painted on the tissuey paper that you could hand to your customer while keeping the original for yourself in case they came back in a month and tried to convince you that you'd sold them the feed in exchange for several robust hens when you have in writing that you sold it for several robust hens and three dozen eggs. What? You like omelets? 
Anyway, this concept was obviously very appealing to business people, but it was also kind of fun for everybody else. That is, until the dye started poisoning people. Aniline had been used along with lead for the pencils because it worked to create a very dark stain, usually a purple shade, which of course was what was needed for the transfer to work and the copy to be clearly made and readable once the ink had set and dry. This would have been great except that aniline, in addition to being highly flammable and smelling like dead fish, was toxic to humans. And as is often the case because they're smaller and tend to put objects in their mouths, this kind of increasing exposure was definitely a problem for kids. And god forbid the lead somehow got under your skin like under a fingernail or in an open cut because then it would cause the skin to become necrotic if you didn't get it removed fast enough to surgically sort of treat the resultant wound so like ugh, fuck. Now while it wasn't the worst way to make copies there would very soon be better ways read neater and less deadly ways and by the time the ballpoint pen emerged in the early 20th century everyone was pretty much fine with the indelible pencils obsolescence and also probably because it caused eczema and cancer and smelled kind of like ass. Anyway if you're curious and daring enough to give them a try they do actually sell vintage copying pencils on eBay and probably Etsy and I am guessing the off flea market or antique store that you may encounter in your travels. But, and while it might kind of be a cool party and or business trick, I guess I would just say buyer beware. <laughs> <laughs>